Psalms chapter number 19, Bible says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. The heavens declare, it, 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 it's not a past tense. Well, it's declared, and now you can't really look and see anything. No, it's right now, anybody can walk outside, past, present, or future. You can walk out, look up, and you can see God's revelation to man through His creation. The heavens declare the glory of God. You can point someone to God by just having them step outside and look up. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circle and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. God's word, God's glory declared in his creation. It's a beautiful psalm. So God, God reveals truth naturally to all men through his creation. That's first and foremost. Now go over to Psalms 104. We'll take a look at another verse. Psalms 104. Look at verse 24. Psalms 104, verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are thy works. That's just a singular pronoun. We'll see it again at the end of the verse. In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. And thy is a singular pronoun. It's used before a noun that begins with a consonant. You see that uh, thy and then the next word starts with an R, riches. And these, these pronouns, if, if we don't have them, you're just left with an option of you or your. So there's a distinction made here. Um, look at verse number 28. There's another singular pronoun now. That thou givest them, uh, they gather, thou openest thine hand. Thine is another singular pronoun, and that is used as a distinction, but that is used before the next word that would start with a vowel or a vowel sound, hence the, the silent uh, H there. So that's the difference between thy and thine. Both of them are what type of pronouns? Singular, singular. If it starts with a T, it's a singular pronoun. Thy is used before a word that would start with what? A consonant or a consonant sound. Thine would be used before a word that starts with a vowel or a vowel sound. So thine anointed, thine enemies, thine inheritance, thine iniquities, incline thine ear. Okay, so that's how that is, is works. But in Psalms 104, we have another declaration of God. We can see the earth is full of His glory. It's His creation that is, is it's just manifested with His work and His wisdom. And the earth, as the Bible says, is full, full of it, full of thy riches.
anybody, if they don't have a Bible in their lap, you can take them outside. You can take them to, I mean, go hiking with them. We're going to go look at God's riches. It's a great way for them to know God's natural revealed truth. It's available to everybody. Go to the book of Isaiah and get chapter number 40. One more on creation. There's plenty of them, but we'll do one more. Natural truth revealed to man through God's creation. Isaiah 40. Look at verse 12. Isaiah 40 verse 12, Bible says, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance? The answer to that question is, not us, God. That's God's creation. Praise the Lord for it. Look at verse 26. The Bible says, Lift up your eyes on high, and behold... Who hath created these things? We don't really go to Isaiah 40 a lot when we're witnessing to the lost. Maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe we should bring them to Isaiah 40 verse 26 and just say, well, you know what? Hold on a second. Let's just read this verse and do what it says and have them just look up and see who hath created these things that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them out all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. That's our God, and that's his creation. So that's natural revelation. Somebody can know God's truth through his revealed creation, or through, through his declaration of his creation. The other way which is natural revealed truth that everybody can learn from is through history. How many of you have used this expression to your friend or your, or your kids? Hey, you can learn from your own experience or you can learn from my experience or it's easier to learn from other people's mistakes than to do it yourself, right? That's called learning from history. Look at... Um, Look at Psalms 9. Psalms 9 and get Daniel 4. Psalms 9 and Daniel 4. Psalms chapter 9 gives us a principle here. The Bible says in Psalms 9 verse 16, The Lord is known... By what? The judgment which he executeth. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Somebody makes a mistake, they get into sin, they suffer the consequences of those sins. The work of their own hands was their own snare. That's looking back on history and learning from past mistakes. The Lord is known by the judgment which he executed. You would think that the nation of Israel would have learned. 
man, I obey God, I get blessed. I don't, I get judged, I get cursings. You would think that they would obey God even more abundantly when they, oh man, they got to see what God did with Pharaoh. They got to see how, man, they got through the Red Sea and how all that played out. You would think they would be able to look back in history and say, oh man, I'm serving God. Now they didn't, and God's going to finally restore them, but nonetheless, you can use history. You can look back and see and learn. Um, there's two strange words at the end of verse 16. Do you see the Lord is known by his judgment which he executeth? The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Now the Psalms is a... You know what our hymnal is? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Psalms is a way of singing, making music to the Lord. When you see this word, Higion and Selah, everybody, you guys see that? At the end of that verse... That word, uh, Higeon, it's a musical. It's, to, it's a directive to musicians to play boldly to give attention to something. It's a way to meditate on something. And then right after it says, Selah. Pause. You ever hear in music where it, it really, really builds up to something it's, you, and they want you to meditate on it and it's very powerfully and bold and then... That's the idea with this verse on how it would be sung or read. And so that's why that's there to give that. It's almost like a music directive. All right, so go to Daniel chapter number four. Here's another way to learn from history. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel four, look at verse number 25. Daniel four, number 25. Man, King Nebi was a, he thought he was a great king. He had mighty power. He had a lot of military strength and success. He was a military genius. You know what he liked to do? Boast about his achievements. Let's see what we can learn from this history. Look at verse 25. That they shall drive thee from men speaking of King Nebuchadnezzar, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. King Nebuchadnezzar, before you start boasting about your might, I got something for you. Seven years of that. And then you're going to know that I gave you the opportunity to rule. Look back at history. Do you think any of those people would ever forget if they had to see King Nebuchadnezzar go from that great glory in his own eyes down to eating grass like an animal. Look back in history. Learn from other people's experience by looking down through history. So we have creation. 
That's natural truth, natural revelation. Everybody can know. We have history. And now the third one is conscience. Go to Romans 2. Romans 2. Does everybody have a conscience? Answer, that's yes, they do. Everybody does have a conscience. And your conscience, just like mine, it has a testimony. Romans chapter number 2, look at verse 15. Romans 2.15. Bible says, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. Our conscience bears witness to God's law that is written where? In our heart. Brother Roger, we don't need tables of stone. We don't need Mount Sinai laws written on tablets. God said, you know what? If you were to use that as an excuse, it doesn't work because I have given every man. It's natural to every man. It's as natural as my creation. It's as natural as looking back in history and learning. He said, I am going to write something on your hearts and it's going to be natural to every man. And your, your conscience will bear witness. And you know there's a God. Everybody does. It's written in your conscience. So history, creation, conscience. And let me ask you this. What does all of that bring us? What does that revelation of truth ultimately tell us? One, that God is real. Two, that that real God is more powerful and more intelligent than we are. And three, we need God more than we need ourselves. Every man has that. Flip back to Romans chapter number 1. Verse number 21. Romans 1, 21. Natural truth revealed from God through creation, history, and conscience leaves us here. Romans 1.21 Because that, when they knew God, everybody knows God, everybody knows there's a God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. So all of this truth God has left us with, it's like we're living on a monument that shows the whole earth and the world and all of us are cursed because of sin. And as a result, the whole creation, it just groaneth and travaileth. This natural truth that God gives us leaves us with just seeing, man, this world's sin-cursed. We look out and we see, man, this is God's pronouncement on sin. Death's all around us. Sickness is all around us. Death is all around us. Why? Sin. Sin. Can a man look out and know that there's a God? Can the heathen in some African village without a Bible, without a Christian witness can they look up and know that there's a God and 
come to trust God based on the truth and the light that God has given to them? They can. They can. But there's another way God re reveals truth as well, and that's supernatural revelation. So we got natural on one hand, and then supernatural on the other hand. Matthew 11 and 1 Corinthians 1. And then in a minute, I'm going to have you fill in the blanks with some of the words. So get ready for that. But Matthew 11, we'll start with, and then 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. Matthew 11, 1 Corinthians 1. Matthew 11, verse 25. Uh, this is Jesus. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. In this verse, Jesus is not talking about natural revelation. It's not creation. Everybody, it's revealed. That's revealed to everybody. This is supernatural truth. And he says, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. The truth's there. But until it's revealed in a supernatural way, you're not going to get a hold of it. He talks about, in that first verse, hid these things from the wise and prudent. I actually get 1 Corinthians. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians 1. Look at verse 26. 1 Corinthians 1, 26. The Bible says, For ye see your calling, brethren, now that not many, what type of men? Wise men after the flesh. Not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And, you know, that really is the way that it is. You young people, pay attention for here. If, if you go up and you go away to college, you could, have, you could have a secular college professor that can walk outside with you on the college campus, look up at the same sky, look down at the same earth, look up at the same trees and point to you the same birds. He can do that. And you would both see the same thing. But he's so wise in his own eyes that he completely misses the revealed truth, the supernatural revealed truth that God can give him. Well, we didn't get here by God. We came from slime. It's evolutionary processes. You're nothing more than an animal that has evolved. There is no God. That's what they'll teach you. They have natural truth. The creation. But, God can reveal a supernatural truth to those that want to get a hold of it. And if they want to just be wise in their own conceits, they'll just be, they'll just be foolish, foolish professors. 
So this supernatural revelation throughout the Bible comes in different manners, different ways, and we're going to look at them. You don't have to turn there, but I'll read the verse, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. It's Hebrews 1. So back in time past, here's some supernatural ways God would show you that He is real. Go to Genesis 37. And I'm going to need your participation in this. Every time the word dreamed or dream shows up, you're going to read that part. I'm going to pause. And when I pause, you can bank on the word, next word being dream or dreamed. Psalms, th or Psalms. Genesis 37. Genesis 37. Okay, here we go. In verse number 5. Genesis 37, verse 5. And Joseph... A... And he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this which I have and behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep. That's, that's an act of reverence. That's a bowing or a bending of the knee, obeisance. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us, or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his and for his words. And he Dream. yet another Dream. and told it to his brethren and said, Behold, I have uh, more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this Dream. that thou hast? Dream. Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow ourselves to thee to the earth? Now, Here's the, here's the question. You already know the answer. How did God supernaturally reveal truth in Genesis 37? Dreams! <laughs> that, is a different, that is a difference between a natural truth by God and a supernatural truth by God. So in times past, that's how God revealed truth. In times past, in times present, that doesn't mean you go down to the tarot card people and tell them your dreams. Or you might be able to be on the New York Times bestseller list if you have a dream that you died and went to heaven and, and all, all that. You can make a lot of money doing that. But this was in times past. In times present, what do we have? Well, we'll get to that at the end. But in times past, God revealed supernatural things through dreams. Go to the book of Numbers. Go to the book of Numbers. And when you see the word animals, well, yeah, let's see. Numbers 22. Numbers 22. Number 22. It's going to be 
it's going to be, okay, you are going to say the word that the animal said. It's going to be, you're going you're gonna to have to read, you're going to have to read a phrase. So Numbers 22, verse number 28. What, what the ass said. Watch. Numbers 22, verse 28. Well, we'll start at verse 27. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled. So King Balak wanted to send Balaam, and he wanted the Israelites to be cursed. And so God sends an animal to speak to him and reveals to him truth. And he, and he ends up, Balaam ends up, you know the story, he ends up going uh, to Moab, and, and uh, God gave him the words to speak. And it wasn't a curse, it was a blessing. But here, here we have now in verse number uh, verse number 27, and he smote the ass with a staff, and the Lord opened the mouth of the ass that this animal is going to be speaking. And she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? What? There's an animal that's speaking. God is supernaturally revealing truth in such a way that He is using one of His created beasts. Does anybody have a cat or a dog or any type of livestock at home? Chickens, quails, I mean, just, just name it. Imagine this happening. You would probably not call your preacher. You'd probably call the local psych warden and say, yeah, yeah, well, send a warden down here. The old lady's losing it. <laughs> But, but in times past, God used animals to speak to reveal supernatural truth. And that's exactly what Balaam got. I guess in the 50s or whenever they put the show out, Mr. Ed, you know that talking donkey? I mean, it's sorry to bring that up and we're showing our age there, there Brother Roger. But any, anyway, uh, watch what it says. What ha so, so that's what the animal said. And then, Verse number 29, and Balaam, <laughs> Balaam responds back. And Balaam said on the, the ass, because thou hast mocked me, I would there were a sword in my hand, for now would I kill thee. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am God I thine ass, upon which thou hast written ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever brought to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. He's having a conversation with an animal. So in times past, God, He revealed truth through dreams. He even revealed supernatural truth, dreams, and then animals, animals. Now go to 1 Samuel. We're going to have some more uh, participation here. This is going to be chapter 3. 1 Samuel 3. 1 Samuel 3. God is going to reveal truth. We'll start in verse number 1. And any time you see the phrase, Word of the Lord, or the Lord called, you're going to read that part. I'm going to stop, and then you'll know that one of those two phrases will show up. 1 Samuel 3. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the 
Right, word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And... Okay, try that one again. Uh, verse, at the start of verse number four, that... Right, the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word, right word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And Samuel again the third time, and he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. The Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord. For thy servant hear it. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord, came. the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant hear it. One more, verse 21. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord not only in times past did God reveal supernatural truth through dreams through making an animal speak but also through what his audible voice it was a supernatural revealed truth through God's audible voice how many of you have heard someone say to you, well, God told me. I heard the voice of the Lord. I've heard that through the years. And, and typically when I say, well, what did the Lord tell you? It never really is anything that was written in the Scriptures that the Lord told them. So that would mean that anybody that says, well, the Lord told me, you'd have to go with it because, well, they think in their mind, man, I got it from the Lord. Uh, Isaiah, is your when you go home, do you think that if you kick your cattle long enough that it's going to end up speaking to you? No. The answer is no. <laughs> no. It's not going to talk to you. Uh, Milani, Hannah, you think you're going to have a dream tonight and all of a sudden you're going to wake up and you're going to say, Mom, you know what? Just start writing this down. We're going to make a million bucks. We've got a bestseller in our hand. I just had a dream. <laughs> And it was from God. It wasn't God. It wasn't God. So do you think that God is speaking audibly from heaven, trying to tell you what to do now? He's not. In times past, He did. In times past, He did. Well, what's He doing now? Well, we'll get to that at the end. Go to Daniel 2. Daniel 2. Daniel chapter number 2. 
Right after the book of Ezekiel, and you'll come to the book of Daniel, go to chapter number 2. Every time you see the word vision, you're going you're to read the word. Daniel 2, look at verse number 19. Daniel chapter 2, verse number 19. Daniel 2, 19. All right, here we go. Then the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. vision. Right. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Go to Daniel chapter number 8. Daniel chapter number 8. Alright, verse number 1. In the third year of the reign of King Belshazzar, a vision, right, appeared unto me, even unto me Daniel, after that which appeared unto me at the first. And I saw in a vision. Right. Okay, let's go to Daniel chapter number 10. Uh, towards the end of the verse. And he understood the thing and had understanding of the... So guess what the uh, next way in times past, this is the fourth way that God revealed truth to people. How? Visions. Visions. This was not natural truth that all men would have. This was a supernatural revelation through dreams, through animals speaking, through His audible voice coming down from heaven, and now through... Visions. Visions. Alright, next one. Go to Luke chapter number 1. Luke 1. We'll start to wrap this up. Luke chapter number 1. You're going to need your help in this one too. You're going to have to read. What do you think the last way God revealed truth in times past was? Dreams, animals, audible voice, visions. When you get to Luke 1, give me the answer. 1, Luke chapter number 1, verse number 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. So in times past, God also revealed supernatural truth through angels. Angels in the Bible are, they're not men and they're not women. They're angels. But when they appear to mankind in times past they always appear as men i know hallmark likes to paint them as women with wings but they're not women they don't appear with like women with wings they don't have wings in the bible they appear as men okay and so here what we got the angel gabriel was sent from god in the city of Na uh, galilee named nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was joseph of the house of david and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, now you have to read this next part. You're the angel. Gabriel, go ahead. And the angel said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Very good. That's the, that's the angel. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the Angel said unto her, What? And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of his kingdom there shall be 
no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? So we've got, we've got how many ways? Dreams, animals, audible voice, visions, angels. Now there's one more way we're going to talk about. Go to John 1. That God revealed a supernatural truth. John 1. John chapter number 1. Look at verse number 14. Familiar passage of Scripture. John 1, verse number 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Supernatural truth came down from heaven in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. You thought an animal talking was good? You thought dreams or visions or God's audible voice was something? He's angels? Oh, no, no. He said, I got something even more magnificent than all of that. I'm going to send my only begotten son down. And in times past, God revealed truth that way. John 14, verse 9. John 14, verse 9. Look at this. Jesus saith unto him, John 14, 9. Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He, hath seen, he that hath seen me, I'm, I'm revealed right in front of you, hath seen the Father. I don't know how you can't say Jesus is God after reading this chapter. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father. And it goes on, believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Jesus goes on for a good bit in this chapter. God comes down. Audible voice from heaven. Heaven came down. And now Jesus is ministering to people on earth during His earthly ministry and everything He said is supernatural revealed truth. It's God Himself speaking. Now that's how truth was revealed in times past. Is that happening now? You're not going to call Jesus down. He's up at the right hand of the Father. So here is how we get supernatural truth today. Last verse and we're done. Romans 16. Romans 16. Visions happened. Dreams happened. God's audible voice came down. 
animals spoke, angels spoke and appeared. All of that is true. All of that happened. All of that is revealed supernatural truth from God. But you're not going to get it today. Romans 16, last verse. Verse 25. Romans 16, 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. It's truth. It's just you didn't know about it because it wasn't revealed yet. But now is made manifest and by the scriptures, by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. You have something that is made manifest now by the scriptures. You want revealed truth? You want supernatural revealed truth from God? You're going to find it in the scriptures. Well, brother, you got something to say about angels, I hear. Yes. Where did you find it? Well, I had a dream about angels. No. Show me in the scriptures what the angels said. Everything that we have now has been supernaturally revealed. God promised to preserve it. And we can find out about it in this book. Well, it, isn't this book just kind of trees cut down? They turn it into paper and they print stuff and... They put nice font and a heading and chapters and verses and all that. Well, yeah, if you're looking at it like a natural man and if you're treating it like a natural book, but it's not a natural book. It's a supernatural book. And if we don't treat it as such, we had to say this in Sunday school, we don't worship the Bible. We worship the author of the Bible. And He reveals to us supernatural truths through the Scriptures. That's why we always, what anybody says, we always want to point them back to where? What does the Scripture say? What does the Scripture say?